Genesis chapter 15. After these events, Yahweh's word came to Avram in a vision, saying, Be not afraid, Avram. I am a delivering shield to you. Your reward is exceedingly great. Avram said, My Lord, Yahweh, what would you give me, for I am going to die accursed? And the son domestic of my house is Damask and Eliezer. And Avram said further, Here, to me you have not given seed. Here, the son of my house must be my heir. But here, Yahweh's word came to him, saying, This one shall not be heir to you. Rather, the one that goes out from your own body, he shall be heir to you. He brought him outside and said, Pray look toward the heaven and count the stars. Can you count them? And he said to him, So shall your seed be. Now he trusted in Yahweh, and he deemed it as righteous merit on his part. And he said to him, I am Yahweh, who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land, to inherit it. But he said, My Lord, Yahweh, by what shall I know that I will inherit it? He said to him, Fetch me a calf of three, a she-goat of three, a ram of three, a turtle dove, and a fledgling. He fetched him all these. He halved them down the middle, putting each one's half toward its neighbor, but the birds he did not have. Vultures descended upon the carcasses, but Avram drove them back. Now it was, when the sun was coming in, that deep slumber fell upon Avram, and here fright and great darkness falling upon him. And he said to Avram, You must know, yes, know, that your seed will be sojourners in a land not theirs. They will put them in servitude and afflict them for four hundred years, but the nation to which they are in servitude, I will bring judgment on them. And after that, they will go out with great property. As for you, you will go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried at a good, ripe age. But in the fourth generation they will return here, for the iniquity of the Amorite has not reached full measure heretofore. Now it was when the sun had come in that there was night blackness, and here a smoking oven, a fiery torch that crossed between those pieces. On that day, Yahweh cut a covenant with Avram, saying, I give this land to your seed, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates, the Kenite and the Kenizzite and the Cadmonite, and the Hittite and the Parasite and the Aphites, and the Amorite and the Canaanite, the Girgashite and the Yevgesite. So ends the 15th chapter. Genesis chapter 15, Cutting Covenant. So here's a third round of promises made by God to Avram. Avram is childless, 
doubt in the original promises of offspring. The rules of inheritance are unclear to us, but legitimate offspring, the sons of the correct spouse, were adopted according to accepted practice, are required. In a tribal household, including kin and slaves, Eliezer has lots of operational authority and some heirship. Despite being Damascene, born to a slave in Abram's tents. God makes another promise, pointing to the stars of the sky to count Abram's descendants. Abram's trust in that promise is counted as righteousness, a phrase relished in our tradition. This was not logical speculation, but risk and trust against the odds to believe, to trust that a legitimate heir, a future people, would follow despite much concurrent evidence to the contrary. Abram still has no title to the land, save this ritual of slaughter sacrifice. Compare that to the root of our word indenture for legal titles. Split those animals in half, walk between the halves. Nobody will forget that wasteful gesture of confidence that God will make him whole for the lavish expenditure. In the dream, God tells Avram of a prospect of 400 years of slavery in Egypt, then exited for 40 years, when judgment comes on their slave drivers. The shorter cycle of patriarchs is also previewed till the Amorites get theirs. The ritual ends with fire and smoke passing between the halves of the slaughtered sacrifices, intoning the dispossession of the neighboring tribes in favor of Avram's clans. What gives us title to our land, to the exclusion of indigenous peoples' claims, or the rejection of the next waves of immigrants and refugees as subordinate claimants come from away? Check the geographic scale of this promise from the Nile to the Euphrates. This is not the modest endowment of Palestine, or 1948 Israel, or 1967, or Canaan. It's far wider, across many more competing land claims. If you don't stick with exclusive possession of the nation-state and control in the sense of a pre-exilic claim to a nation-state or empire, this claim might be a bit less crazy. In post-exilic times, as scripture took its shape, Alexandria, on the Nile, was a rooted Jewish community, and so was Nineveh, and the cities of former Babylon, along with everything in between, all making the same existential claim of an ultimate right to reside, if not to command and control. 